1: I am your host, Mindy McCulley, Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. When natural disaster strikes, it not only impacts our own family, but often entire neighborhoods or communities. In the face of disaster, a disaster preparedness and response program presented by Family and Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky, seeks to give families the resources they need to prepare for a natural disaster before it occurs and rebound in the aftermath. Today, my guest is Ann Hall Norris, Extension Specialist for Food Preservation and Food Safety. Welcome, Ann Hall. Hi, Mindy. Thanks for having me. And our topic is considerations for food and water before a natural disaster, because if we don't think about what we're going to do with our water and our food before that disaster occurs, then we could find ourselves in a very uncomfortable position when that
2: disaster strikes. That's right. It's always better to be prepared. And then if and when that disaster does come, it goes a little bit smoother because you have food and water. You don't have to worry about that part of it.
1: Yes, exactly. Because there's nothing more uncomfortable and nothing more miserable than being hungry and thirsty.
2: That's correct. Right. So I can can help today with making a list and getting yourself prepared. I just want everybody to have that thought process of what they're going to need and how much.
1: Sometimes... Natural disasters strike quickly and we don't have the chance to prepare. So what are things that we should have on hand at all times so that if something comes along quickly, we are in good shape?
2: Right. And so the first thing is water. You want to need, you need to have water on hand. You want to have enough for every person in your family. And what's recommended is one gallon of water per day for each member of your family and pets. So okay. my family, for example, there are four of us and we have one dog. And so that is five people. That would be five gallons of water. And at the minimum, you want to have a three-day supply of water. And I don't just have 15 gallons of water in my basement. Sure. I buy the the larger containers, the uh, two and a half gallons mm-hmm. that you can buy at once with a spigot. And I have two or three of those um, in my basement at all times.
1: Okay. And that is that's great to know. Now, in my family, I just have uh, my husband and I are empty nesters now, so it's just the two of us, and we have mm-hmm. one dog, so we just need to have nine gallons on hand. So it, that's it's an correct. easy
2: math formula, right? Easy, to right? Do. That you can keep if you don't have a basement. We'll talk about where you should store that later, but just put it in there and kind of forget about it. Um, until the time changes because it is important to check your water and the food that we're going to talk about in a minute twice a year you want to make sure that it's up to date and so I do it when the time changes every year I just move that water upstairs and use it to water plants or cook with it and then put new water back in its place
1: that that is a great point I was just about to say how long is that water good but every (laughs) so twice a year we're going to change that out okay so what about food what what food should I store and how long should I keep it on hand
2: Well, since we're not going to think about it, but a couple of times a year, hopefully to replace it, you want to have shelf-stable, probably canned goods, things that don't require cooking or refrigeration. So canned goods are ideal for that. Okay. And you want to make sure you have a good protein source. So canned beans or canned meats are good examples. Um, And then I have my kids wanted fruits and vegetables, you know, that they don't want to just eat beans all the time. You know, not only are they dealing with a disaster, but now they're going to have to eat beans and they don't really like beans. So we have some uh, peanut butter that's shelf stable and then dried foods are good. We have a lot of jerky in our containers. That's also a protein source.
1: And and those dried um, fruits as well are things that they can have if they need a little snack,
2: right? Right. And I buy those commercially packaged. You can dry your own. Uh, You just want to make sure you have them stored correctly. But yes, anything dried. So your nuts, your seeds, granola mixes, things like that. And there's even dried milk and soup. So if you had water, you could hydrate those, you know, and not just be eating canned foods all the time.
1: And our commercially canned fruits and vegetables can be eaten from the can correct? Yes.
2: Yes, they can. And you don't, you don't have to heat them. Although we commonly do because those beans and that canned meat, that chili is going to taste better when it's they just don't taste cooked. good. Right? <laughs> That's right. It doesn't taste the same out of the can, but it, it is safe to eat that way. So if you don't have a cooking source, you can, as long as you have a can opener, right. you can eat that product right out of the can.
1: Yeah. And now if we have home canned it, should we eat it if it has not been heated?
2: I wouldn't recommend doing that. Exactly. I would not recommend putting your home canned items in your emergency kit. Okay, exactly. Great. Anne Hall, these are all
1: great tips. Is there anything else that we need to include before we wrap up today?
2: Well, I would like to um, encourage everyone to look at the other publications in this series because we do have a list of other items to include in your emergency kit, like flashlights, batteries, a first aid kit, other than food and water. But because today we were just talking about food and water. As you
1: mentioned, recovering from a natural disaster can be a long and stressful process. And there are many considerations not discussed today. To learn more about ways to recover when faced with disaster, download the Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Service publication series, In the Face of Disaster, which covers many ways to prepare for an emergency and ways to recover if affected by one. Topics include finance food and water considerations, ways to protect your family and home, and how to take care of your mental health after a traumatic event. Thank you for joining me, Ann Hall. I know that this information is going to be of great use to our listeners.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Talking Facts and we are available on all major podcast providers.
0: Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition,